So let's start with Anglo-American, uh, now in danger of being cannibalized, it seems the South African economy needs a big new corporate champion to step into the breach there. You know, we always talk about support of small companies, small, medium-sized companies. The government wants to do that. It's a big employment area. But we must realize that those small companies do well when they're big companies. They feed off those big companies. And we need to protect our big companies. We haven't done that with the Anglo-American. I mean, should the government have allowed the primary listing to go to London? No, it should not have. If that primary listing was in South Africa, would that company have been in better shape? Yes, it would have. Did the Australians do the right thing by not allowing BHP Billiton to have the primary listing in London? Yes, they did the right thing. Are they better placed because they have primary listing and main listing is in Sydney? Yes, they are. And I think that is a lesson we have to learn. We have lost out now in Anglo-American. You see its plight getting worse and worse. And now a, a big uh, Indian investor, Neil Agarwal, has taken... 10, uh, 13% of it through his family trust and he's saying no he's just sitting there watching but of course we know that he's linked to Vedanta we know that he has previously seven years ago bought uh, uh, Anglo-American assets uh, zinc assets in, in the Northern Cape and he's turned them to positive account I mean he paid off those assets the 1.3 billion in two years he paid it off uh, he's now sitting there doing what Anglo and uh, Goldfields couldn't do he's putting up a new zinc mine at Hamsburg there it's 40 years you know, in the May We've been waiting for that. So he's not a slouch, but he's also not, you can see, that keen on taking over the whole of Anglo-American. So what happens with that? Is it going to be cannibalized, you know, or is it going to break up further? That's Uh. that's the big question mark hanging over it. You go down, you know, uh, the... um, Main Street of Johannesburg, and you look at those offices down here. You know they they underutilized. We could have if would Anglo-American have been better had stayed even as a big conglomerate with 650 different operations going around. Not only mining, it was in industry, it was in commerce, it was uh, in paper, it was in timber, it was in food, it was all over the place. Would it have been better for South Africa now? Yes, it would have been, because even though it uh, is the conglomerate that London doesn't like, it would have been better suited for a place like South Africa if we had stayed here at this point in time, if it had had all those tentacles going out into industry, etc., we would have been in a better place. Did the government do the right thing? No, it didn't. And when uh, it was in industry like that, and, and, and uh, the, the walls, the tariff walls were brought down so fast, you know, even Anglo at the time said, you know, you're being holier than GATT. We, we have a situation where we have a general agreement on trade and tariffs, and, and these we are allowed to have, and we, will, uh, we can bring those down at a certain pace. The world agrees on that. You don't have to just slam them down and make all the walls of protection disappear overnight. Uh, but the government, no, no, it wanted to be holier than GATT, smashed the walls down, of course, ruined the industry, had Anglo selling off left, right, and center assets that should have gone for much better prices, assets that we see no longer exist. So I think that we need to learn a lesson here. We do need these champions. I know there are bigger companies coming up now in non-mining areas, which is great. Perhaps the next big champion is going to be non-mining. I mean, we see the Bitvest, we see the Discoveries, we see how well they're doing. Perhaps these will be the, the big champions in the future. But we know that the previous mining minister, Ngo uh, before he was sideways pushed. I mean, he said, we should have a big mining champion. It should be a private sector company. Let's try and build it. But of course, he didn't last very long, Ramachlodi. Uh, The the new mining minister doesn't seem to have any intentions along those lines. In fact, uh, what was the impact on Anglo-American of the way uh, the Department of Mineral Resources acted? Negative, because it created uncertainty. Uh, That uncertainty impacted on on Anglo. What is now left of Anglo? We see... 
what they've done with their coal assets now, uh, they've put them into um, a, a situation with iron ore in a separate company. Why do they do that? They say the South African assets now, coal and iron ore in a separate company, more flexible. What does that mean? They're going to sell them off. Well, they were going to sell them. Then they decided, no, they were in a better position not to sell them. So uncertainty all over the place. What have they done with their diamond assets and, and platinum assets? Also put them into a separate package, just South African there. Does it look like they're going to sell them off? Well, they're not saying so, but, you know, why package them into something separate to make it more flexible in case there is something? So uh, we sit there with a, 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 a company that could have been playing a big role as we need it now. You know, this economy, there's not enough growth in this economy to support the closure of the inequality gap, to support a reduction in poverty, to you know support employment. And we have shot ourselves in the foot. The South Africans have shot themselves in the foot. You know, uh, uh, doing what the Australians did with what was our company. We had Gencore. We put it on, uh, it went to London, it became Billiton, and then became BHP Billiton. they in a better position from our actions than we are with our own actions, you know. So, you know, hopefully we learn the lessons. We can learn the lessons, but we have to realize that, that we've made a, a lot of errors here and that you don't play around with listings. You also don't play around with and making your Johannesburg Stock Exchange weaker. Because taking those primary listens to London, those people think differently. They really, as you can see, what was the reason why we went to London? Why did Anglo go to London? They told us, oh, this is one of the areas of a lot of money. You can raise capital here for South Africa, for Africa. Did they raise one dollar? Not one dollar. Did they pay a lot of dividends into that? Yes. When they didn't pay dividends, was there a shouting and screaming and kicking match? Yes. So those people are very demanding when you go on those uh, stock exchanges. We were far more understanding of the long-term nature of mining and how it should operate here. So I think it would have been much better bet had the primary listing stayed here. And hopefully with a, you know, we need a Joburg base. We need a lot of companies now with a Joburg base but a global face. Mm. So from now on, mining's role as an economic transformation lever, uh, a lever that could be used and uh, should be fully utilized, how do we go about that? You know, now we, we're seeing that mining is an economic transformation lever. We know we're sitting here in Joburg. What did it do? It a uh, huge leverage all over the place. Africa is realizing that, uh, you know, that can be done in Africa. We, having learned the lesson, now have forgotten the lesson. And we need to realize that with the new Africa mining vision, and they're telling us, they're coming in from Africa with the new Africa mining vision, how you should deal with your mining, you know, with, with also a, a new development center, African Minerals Development Center. They've even got a development center. So, and we, we know also, you know, of the Zambezi Protocol and all these things going around. There are new visions. Come on. Let's take heed of these new visions. Make sure that when we do go into mining now, we, we use that leverage to the full. We know that it works. We know that it can float a lot of boats. So we can know that it, there can be a flurry of economic activity around mining investment and supporting structural economic transformation not related to mining. Let's make use of that. And we've still got, you know, trillions of dollars worth of metals and minerals in the ground. We know that platinum is going through a hard time. We should be looking at platinum. The, the government should learn the lesson <laughs> that I hear when I go to Botswana. Now, how can we help when you're in trouble? We don't hear that question being asked. 
Mm. And uh, you can't go without talking about this. A new online marketplace has been launched for the buying, selling and storing of platinum metal. Yeah, well, you know, I'm a promoter of platinum. We've got such a wonderful treasure chest of this fairy dust, as I call it. It can do so much, but it's in a bad way at the moment. We can see the price. You know, you just announced uh, uh, down at 9.54. You know, not a good price. And then you also announced that the rand is so strong. You know, those two things are going to hurt platinum very, very badly. And uh, what are yeah. we going to do about it? What are we doing about it? You know, it's a big employer. So you see now the World Platinum Investment Council. That has been created. That World Platinum Investment Council it wants to promote investment in platinum, just like we've got investment in gold and silver. Why not platinum? So they have managed to get platinum onto the Bullion Vault online trading marketplace. And this is a lower cost marketplace. People can go in there and people will be able to buy, sell and hold platinum as an investment in a cheaper way in the Bullion Vault in London, safely and insured.